You know, the scripture says in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, it says um, um, three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. That's going to be my, my main scripture there. But, but, <clears throat> we got, but when it comes to hope, you know, sometimes we have no hope. I, I, ha I have no hope in some areas because, you know, my, my, my hairline is in recession and inflation is in, in high, there's a high inflation in my waist. And so uh, we, we worry about recession and, and inflation and things like that, right? And we're like, no, there's no hope. No, there is always hope. There's always hope. Hope is, is, is where you can go to bed with the assurance that you're going to be alive in the morning. Everybody has hope. Everybody, you know, we, we all know that at any point in time, our life could be over. But every night before we go to bed, we set that alarm clock. We have hope and we believe we're going to wake up, right? Every, we make plans. We make doctor's appointments two and three and four months out, sometimes a year out. You're, you, you have hope that you're going to make that doctor's appointment. You know, we, we don't think about that kind of stuff, but we do. We're having hope and faith that that's what I'm going to be able to do, that I'm going to make that appointment. Christians are the only ones who have true hope because we have the hope that if we give our life to Jesus, that we will and can be, we, be in heaven uh, when he comes back and he takes us away. And so we need to have that hope and assurance in, the, in that, that you know what? Because if you are not a Christian, then you don't have hope. You, you don't have hope because you can only hope in other people. You can only hope in, in as, as non, a, lot of, a lot of non-Christians say, in the universe. And the universe isn't going to help you. You know, well, I can hope in my family and friends. Well, you know, as we all know, at times, family and friends will let you down as well. Your best friend will let you down. You know, everybody's going to let you down. I'm going to let you down at some point in time. You know, I hope not, but that's just how life we're human. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. You know, but we, as a Christian, we, there never needs to be a hopeless moment in our life because we are not moved by circumstances. We should not be moved by circumstances because we know that we have the hope that Jesus Christ said in Scripture <clears throat> that he's going to work it all out for the good. So it does not matter what the situation looks like. There's hope for us in every circumstance. God can always, always turn it around. And he said in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, as I just read, um, and now about faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. You hear a lot of talking about faith. You hear a lot of talking about love. But you don't hear a lot of talk about hope. But it says the greatest of these is faith. I believe with all my heart that, that, that hope anchors faith and love. And I really believe that, that God does not waste words. I think, I think that, that our faith, for our faith and love to work, we have to have hope, right? Hebrews 11 and 1, let's explain that. Um, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. You can't even have faith without hope. You have to hope for something first to have faith in it. So therefore, the pinnacle of faith is all about hope. We have to have that hope to, to do to have that. And so, so somebody said that oxygen is to the lungs what hope is to our life. Because without hope, you, you have no hope. And that, that's why the, we, we go straight downhill. That's why with non-Christians, when they, they lose hope, they commit suicide. There's, there's, no, there's no use. There's, I have no hope. There's nothing to turn to. But as Christians, we don't never have to give up. We always have hope in Christ that he's going to turn it around. They, you know, non-Christians, they lose hope, so there's nothing to have faith in. If you don't have hope, then there's no faith in anything. <coughs> we are able to keep hope alive. We need to keep hope alive, no matter the situation in our life. 
because we will always come out victorious because greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. Amen? I don't care if it's mental, emotional, spiritual, financial, social. I don't care what it is. God says, you know what? You're an overcomer in Christ. You are more than a conqueror. You, you are victorious. So, well, then, okay, then I'm confused. What is hope? Hope is to cherish a desire with anticipation that it will happen. Or another way is, um, is, to, de is, to, is to desire with expectation of obtainment. Okay, that's really, that's really the definition of, of, of faith, isn't it? That you, you desire with anticipation of obtainment. You hope something and then you want to obtain it so you have faith. Because faith is a substance of what you hope for. You hope for something, you have faith for it. That faith makes that something that you hope for substance of something that you don't even see yet, but you believe you're going to have one day. So we have to expect and we have to hope with confidence. You, you, don't, you don't, because we, we use hope as if, I hope it happens. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. We are disrespecting the word of hope when we do that. The greatest of these things is faith, hope, and love. And we use hope. We talk about, oh, faith. You can have faith to move mountains. The greatest of these is love. You know, love conquers all. Love your neighbor. Hope. I hope it does. hope it don't. You can't use that. You can't belittle that word like that. When you have hope, we need to have make that, that word hope rise up to the level of one of the top three. Press in on faith and, 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 and despite the prevailing circumstances of life that come your way, no matter what it is. See, when everything seems hopeless, hope becomes your strength. Hope becomes your strength. When it's, you're like, okay, it looks hopeless. It seems hopeless, but I have hope. And that hope is your strength. That's why Romans 4, 18, I love this. Thus my, my, the title of my message. Against all hope. Abraham, in hope, believed, and so became the father of many nations, as it had been said to him, so, your, um, so shall your offsprings be. So Abraham's 90-something years old. His wife's 90-something years old. God's like, you're going to be the father of many nations. He's like, I, I don't think so. I'm not, I mean, who in here would think you go to two 90-year-old people and say, hey, y'all going to have a bunch of kids? You know? You know it's just, it's just, there's no hope in that, right? And so, but God told him that. So he said, so it says, is there any hope in that happening? No, there's no hope in that happening. Okay, so against all hope, no hope, Abraham hoped. Abraham hoped and believed. And what happened? Abraham had babies, right? And, and so that's how that, how that happened. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? Even when there is no hope, Abraham kept hoping. So we need, we need, a lot of times when we get to there is no hope, we quit hoping. I want to encourage you today to in those situations in your life now or in those situations in the future, when you get to the place where you feel there's no hope, I want you to begin to start hoping. There's no hope as far as earthly hope. Okay? But I want you to say, you know what? I have hope in Christ. Christ can turn it around. Christ can resurrect this. There's no hopeless situations. There's only people who grow hopeless about them. There's no hopeless situations. There's nothing that's impossible with God to him that believe. <coughs> Excuse me. And so we got to, thank you, sir. Y'all know when I start coughing, I, I get mixed between my sinuses and asthma, and I just cough for like a, week, a whole month. 
I can't hardly stop. So forgive me. I was going to take me some this morning, but I figured I didn't want to take no cough minutes and get up here preaching high. So <laughs> y'all be like, Lord, he's on the spirits today, boy. But a number of years ago, some researchers, and I don't advocate animal testing. I'm not saying that, okay, but, but this was already done, so I want to use it because it, it's pretty powerful. They had two sets of lavatory rats, which if they did testing on rats, that's where, who I'd have them do it on because rats are nasty. <laughs> but, but, but rats, in Israel, there were, there was a rat. We were sitting there having a Bible study, and there was a big old rat like this big come running through it. It was crazy because we were trying to get away from everybody, so we tried to hide behind. You just don't hide behind stuff in Israel. So... So anyway, but there were two sets of laboratory rats, and they put them both in water. One of the sets of laboratory rats died within an hour. They just drowned, okay? The other set lived for 24 hours. Why did one die in an hour and one, one live for 24 hours? Because what they would do was every five, eight, ten minutes, random numbers, they would go in there and they would grab the rat, pull it out, let it breathe a little bit, and put it back down. What was it doing? They were giving it hope. So why did it not drown? Because they had hope. Somebody was going to come rescue it again. That's what we got to do. We got to have hope that our rescuer, Jesus Christ, is going to come whenever it seems like there's no hope and I'm drowning and I'm drowning in this life that God is going to bring us up and give us a respite and give us that time of peace and rest so we can go back in and fight the world, the, the war again. Amen. Praise God. Man, whatever difficulty you may be facing, it can, it, th th there's nothing that can never not be resolved without hope. Until hope is in place, faith cannot deliver. Oh, I got all the faith in the world. Well, if you don't hope, you don't have faith. You got to have uh, hope to even to be able to faith. So why do we have hope? Well, because we serve a God of hope. And God does not lie. lie. Excuse me. Romans 15, 13. Now may the God of hope. The God of hope. That's why we, we need to quit treating hope like it's just some random word, may, may or may not. God is not a may or may not God. So when we say hope, we need to understand that, that God is a God of hope. So that's the hope, not the world definition of hope, but the biblical definition of hope. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So now the God of hope says, I want you to abound in hope. I want you to be bound up in hope. I want you to have all kind of hope. Okay, number two, um, because Jesus is our hope and our resurrection. So God is hope, right? And then 1 Timothy 1, 1 says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God, our Savior, and Lord Jesus Christ, our hope. So we have God is hope, okay? And then the Lord, Lord Jesus is our hope. 1 Peter 1, 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. The fact that Jesus Christ rose from the dead gives us hope that we will resurrect from our, our graves and from this world. And he has that resurrection power. He can resurrect you from your, your dead life. Your, he can resurrect you from your addiction. He can resurrect you from all your, your situation and pain. He can resurrect you from that because he is, God is hope and God is strength. 
And Jesus is hope as well. Okay, the next one is, is beautiful. It's that he is our anchor. Um, hope is an anchor to our soul. Hebrews 6, 18 and 19. So God has given both his promise and his oath. <coughs> wow. He has given his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it's impossible for God to lie. Wow, did you know that was in the Bible, how it says it like that? Let's read that again. That's just pretty powerful. So God has given his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it's impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we have fled to him in refuge, can have great confidence as we hold on to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into the inner sanctuary. So hope is like an anchor. Whenever I was in the military and we, were, we, we docked at the ship, when we were, whenever we were like in Jamaica or somewhere, we would go away from the ship a little bit, have a little dinghy that went up, and, but we would put anchor out. And that anchor would hold us in case a storm came. It would, the ship wouldn't be tossed to and fro. And then when we went up to the, 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 um, the, the, little, the little area, the little bar, the, the, the dock, <laughs> when we went to the dock, when we went to the dock, we, we would tie big, take big ropes and anchor down that. And sometimes we don't even know where to anchor based on where we're at. But we would take these big old huge ropes like that, and we would anchor the ship to the side you know, on, the, on these little pylons and things, and it would hold us steadfast. And so hope is what holds you steadfast in the time of a storm. Hope is what holds you too close to the dock of God, the dock of the bay. It holds you close to, to heaven. It holds you close. It keeps you close to God's side so you won't go too far away. As long as you have hope, you're, you're close to the side of, of Jesus, right? And when we lose hope, we start walking away from Jesus and those, the, those, all those anchors are, are, are cut and, and, and let go. And then we don't have that anchor to our soul no more. So we need to understand, don't let your hope be lost because it secures your soul. You never get disappointed or, or ashamed whenever you have hope. And his hope, hope is alive. Because Romans 5, 5 says, and this hope will not lead to disappointment. The hope of the world will lead to disappointment. The scripture says, but this hope in Jesus, this hope in God will never lead you to disappointment. You will never feel ashamed or disappointed as you hold on to hope. You will never throw in the, you don't never need to throw in the towel or give up because you have hope. There's no situation that we're going through that, that, that someone else has not already went through and been victorious. So we need to understand that we can have hope in all things. What today have, have you lost hope in? What has happened in your life that you've lost so much hope, hope that you're not even thinking about it? It's a dead situation to you, and it's, it's in a grave somewhere. Somebody today needs to go back into that, that grave and dig up that hope, that, that, that dead thing, and say, I have hope that it could be alive again. Romans 15 and 4. For whatever things, these are some, just some scriptures on hope I want to read to you. Romans 15 and 4. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning and through the patience and comfort of scriptures that we might have hope. This, this book right here, this Bible, this, this book is a book of hope. It says all these things were written in here for us to learn. So when you learn it, then you can have hope because you know it and you know what happened. So then when you get in a situation, I can have hope because I know the scriptures. You have to know the scriptures. You have to read the Bible. 
You have to read it and read it and read it because you need to know what's in here because this is going to be your hope. If you don't have this to pull from and you get in a bad situation, all you have is your own experiences. This means that God gives us these scriptures so we can learn and be comforted. The Bible is a book of hope. Psalms 33, 18. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that have, uh, that have hope in his mercy. So if you have hope, it says, if you have hope, God, God's eye is on you. He's watching you because you have hope in him. But it's important for us today to have hope because we want God's eye to be watching over us. Psalms 42, 5. Why are those thou so downcast, O my soul? And why are they disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him and, and uh, for the help of his countenance. David, you, do you remember the other scripture I quote a lot when it says, I tell you sometimes you, need to, you don't feel like worshiping and you need to tell your soul, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me, bless his holy name. You're talking to your soul. You're saying, soul, my, get my flesh out of the way. Soul, rise up and bless the Lord. Well, this is saying, that not only do we need to say that, we need to say, hey, soul, why are you disquieted? Why are you depressed? Why are you down? Why, why are you losing hope? Hope thou in God, O soul, for I shall yet praise him for the countenance, for his countenance. Proverbs 10, 28. The hope of the righteous shall be, shall be gladness, but the expectation of the wicked shall perish. The hope of the righteous shall be gladness. We shall be glad. We are glad when we are hopeful and we have hope. But, but the expectation of the wicked, they shall perish because they don't have hope. Joel 3.16. The Lord shall roar out of Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem and the heavens and the earth shall shake. So whenever all that happens and the, and the earth begins to shake, it says, but the Lord will be the hope of his people and the strength of the children of Israel. And God is showing right now because Israel has not given up hope. If you are not following Kingdom Impact Christian Travel, please do so. Is it that, um, that we got a group of six over there. They asked me to go, but I told them I couldn't because I have some other plans um, coming up next uh, next couple of weeks. So, that, so, but they are down there right now. They've been down there for like an eight uh, eight day little uh, mission trip. They are talking to people who have lost um, hostages that have that have died. They have they have they're talking to businesses that were bombed. They are talking to people um, who who, who they, one girl they talked to yesterday. She was a, a paramedic. And when the, all the bombs started happening, she grabbed her paramedic bag and ran right there beside Gaza and began helping the hurting and the lost. And they told her, you need to get out. You need to get out. She goes, no. She goes, I got these people are hurting. I got to help them. And then they eventually took her life. Um, and it's, But it's some really powerful stories. They're sitting in people's homes and stuff. I'm talking with them right now. So it's Kingdom Impact Christian Travel. I try to post some on, on, the, on our Facebook page, but please look at that and watch them videos and like and share that stuff. We want to get the word out about what we're doing over there, and and, and we're taking. They're taking money. They, the other day, they went to this man. He had a whole bunch of candy in his store. They went and bought a whole bunch of candy and took it to some orphan kids, um, and did all that. He gave them a discount, and everywhere they're going, they're just blessing people and loving people. All the money that we were going to take back when I when I was supposed to go in October, I'll be going again hopefully in March. But in October, we, our trip got canceled, so all the money that we we took as our church is down there right now, being given given to the orphanage and given to these people and all that. So. Your money's been blessed and been given down there even right now. So um, please continue to pay for Israel and also pray for the Palestinians at Palestine um, and all those that, will, that they can turn their heart towards Jesus.
Um, Zechariah 9 and 12. Return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. How about that? Even today, I declare that I will restore double to you. Prisoners of hope. The stronghold of being a prisoner of hope. That hope has you prisoner. That you can't get out of the prison of having hope. That I just can't not have hope. I've got so much hope. I'm so captivated by hope. I'm a prisoner of it. And I cannot never have hope because I always have hope. And it says that God says he'll restore double to you. Well, where's proof of that? Well, let's look at Job. Job, he, he lost everything. And if you look at the very last chapter of Job, you see he had double everything. Right? God will always give back to you. Pressed down, shaking together and running over. So for us to keep hope alive, we have to have a positive mentality. A positive mentality. Mark 9, um, 23. To him that believes, all things are possible to him that believes. All things are possible to him that believes. we got to understand that. we got to have that, that positive mentality. That you know what? Nothing is impossible with God. It looks that way. It seems that way. But, but, but greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And that with God is an overcomer. He has overcome the world. Don't lose heart because he has overcome the world. So, um, as a man thinketh, in Psalms 23, 7, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if you don't have hope in your heart, then you don't have hope. We got to have hope in our heart. But what if I, what if I, Pastor Doug, what if I continue to have hope and then nothing happens? Well, then God will turn it around for your good, make it worth your while, and restore double to you. Don't worry about that. Whatever you're, you don't have, if you're following God's footsteps and you're hoping for something and it doesn't happen, then God's got a better plan. And he's going to give you greater things, more powerful things, double what you were thinking. He'll get double for your trouble, right? Don't worry about what you lose. Don't worry about it. God's like, I, all I got is gain. For me to live is Christ. And, whenever you, and, and, and for me to die is gain. And everything that you have here on earth, it may seem like, that you don't have. But God says, you know what? I've got this. Don't throw in the towel. It's going to be okay. Jabez in 1 Chronicles chapter 4 and 10, he was born in sorrow. He was born in a very difficult time in his life. And he, he had a whole, a whole lot of bad situations in his life. But he prayed in 410 of, of Chronicles. He said, that, you've heard it before, the Jabez prayer. And Jabez called upon the God of Israel saying, oh, that you will bless me indeed and enlarge my territory that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil that I might not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. He prayed. He had hope that God would enlarge his territory. You know, we, hey, we pray that here. God enlarge our territory. Give us more people to reach, right? And, and, and help us and your hand would be with us and keep us from evil. Hezekiah, and, and um, he was, he, he was, Old, older, and he, they, the prophet told him, Hezekiah, you're going to die. Hezekiah said, you know what? I don't want to die, God. I, I, please extend my life. Let me take, read the prayer. Isaiah 38, 2 through 5. Remember now, O Lord, I pray. Now I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. And the word of the Lord came to Isaiah saying, go and tell Hezekiah, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears and surely I will add to your days 15 years. This cat was getting ready to die. And he says, I ain't ready to die yet, God. 
He prayed and God gave him 15 more years on his life. He had hope even in the face of death that God would give him 15 more years. We have to remember our past victories. Lamentations 3.21 says, The thought of my suffering and my homelessness is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. Yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. It says, I had an awful time and I grieve over my loss, but I still dare to have hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. They are saying this is an awful time. I've got loss. I've got all kind of devastation. But I dare to hope in the Lord. And he heard them. And he answered. We need to remember the goodness of God. Psalms 103 and 1. Bless the Lord, all my soul. I mentioned this a while ago. Bless the Lord, all my soul, um, and all that is within thee. Bless his holy name and forget not his benefits. We cannot forget what God has done for us and brought us through. When David was going to fight Goliath, what did David do? He remembered back, Scripture says, he remembered back and said, listen, you know, I, uh, God delivered me from the hand of the lion and the bear, and, 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 and now he will deliver you unto me, um, you uncircumcised Philistine, right? And so David thought back. Sometimes David was getting ready to fight, and he had to pull back on some victories in his life in the past so he could face the, 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 the victory that he was about to, to have. So he was like, you know what, God, I, gotta re I remember these things. You did it for me then. You can do it for me now. Number three, you have to remain joyful. Romans 12, 12, rejoicing in hope. See, wherever there's joy, there's hope. There will always be hope where there is joy and happiness. You won't go nowhere where there's joy in your life and not have hope. And so that, that's what's trying to come, especially this time of year. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's like um, over, we talked about those principalities over different geographical areas. I believe there's also tries to be principalities sent out over different holidays like this one. There's so much time and depression that tries to come on us at, the, at this time of the year. So we need to do what we learned last year. Hey, we bind that spirit of, of oppression from coming to us from the gates of hell. And then we loose, if you've already been attacked by it, then we loose the, 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 the oppression off of you right now in the name of Jesus. Use the name of Jesus, right? And we apply and plead the blood of Jesus over that right now. You've got to use what we learn and think about those things and not allow that to come into our lives. So how do I get hope? Well, you have to be born again. If you want the hope of Jesus, you have to ask Jesus Christ in your life. You have to be born again. Except you be born again, you will not enter the kingdom of God. It's that simple. That's the only prerequisite that you're born again. It doesn't say that you have to do this, do that. It says if you're born again, you're going to go to heaven, right? And so he is a God of hope. And if you detach yourself from him, you detach yourself from hope. Number two, by believing patiently, Hebrews 6, 11, and 12. Um, and we desire each one of you to show the same earnestness to have the full assurance of hope. Full assurance of hope until the end. So that you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherited the promises. So we have to have patience in that hope. We have that hope, but we can't lose hope in our hope. We got to be patient because he endured to the end shall be saved. 
And then we have to, number three, by feeding on the Word of God, Romans 15, 4. For what, whatever things were written before were written for our learning. We already talked about this earlier. That we through the patience and comfort of scriptures might have hope. We have to feed on the word of God. If you're going to have hope, you've got to feed on the word of God. And number four, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans 15, 13. I pray that God, the source of hope, will find you completely with joy and peace. Because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. You overflow with confident hope through the power of Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to bring that hope to you, overflowing to you, because God has found you with, with joy and peace in your heart and trust in Him. So if you could come up here and, and play a little something for me. In conclusion, I've just got just a little bit more. I've got a story I want to tell. Because hope is a very powerful virtue. Never give up hope on that situation. God is able to make all things, God will make all things possible for you. But He needs your cooperation never to give up hope. And I'm here to tell you, some of y'all have, have lost hope in some things. And I want you to dig that hope up, that situation up, and start be, speaking life into it. Begin to have faith in it. Begin to hope in it again. There was, there was a, a woman that was traveling in the mountains, and, and uh, she found a precious stone in the stream. It was very precious, and it was very visibly precious. In other words, you could tell that it was worth something. It was kind of like, you know, if you have gold, you know what gold looks like. You're like, oh, this is precious, right? So it was a stone that she had, and it was very precious to her. And this man came up, and he was kind of like a Bedouin. He was kind of like a homeless man, and he was like, man, I really need, some, I really need something that, to, to eat, some substance and stuff. She said, well, I can get you something. And he saw that, that rock she had in her hand, that stone. And he said, ma'am, if you give me that stone, then that could really give me some substance for a really long time. I could sell that, and I could just go right on and eat and eat and eat. So she gave him that precious stone, knowing how precious it was. And then a couple weeks later went by and he found her again. And he said, ma'am, I just want to give you the stone back. She says, why would you do that? He said, well, I've been thinking. I know how valuable that stone is. And I know how valuable you know this stone is. He said, so I want to give it back to you for something more precious. What? Give me, give me what you have within you that enabled you to give me something so precious. Give me what you have within you that enabled you to give me hope. She, what, what was in her, he was saying, whatever you had, that you had something so precious in your hands, and whatever was in you, you were able to give that to me. I want that. Because this right here is going to help me, yeah, for a long period of time, yes. It'll help me. But the thing is, is that I want what you had that you had the ability to give to me. And you gave me hope. And you had hope in you. And I hope today that you have hope. And maybe God's put something on your heart that you've lost hope about, that you're ready to pull back up and say, you know what? I'm going to continue to have hope in this situation. Would you bow your head and close your eyes, please? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Is there anybody in here that would say... Um, I uh, don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I, I have no room in my heart for him. But today, I want to make room for him and kick other things out so that I can serve him and, and he can be my king and that I can begin to have hope. Anybody in here at all want to receive Christ here during this Christmas season and say, I want to receive Christ. I want to dedicate my life. I want to be a Christian. I want to know him as my Lord and Savior. Anybody?
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, who would say, Pastor Doug, I've had some things in my life that, that I've had hope for and they just hadn't turned out and either I'm, I just my hope is waning and I have little or no hope now or maybe I've just given up hope on some things and th this message today has encouraged me to pick those things back up and begin to breathe life back into them and have hope for them again. Would you raise your hand and say, hey, I, I need prayer for my hope. I need, ho I need prayer that, that God will help me. Yes, yes, yes. I need prayer that God will help me look, have hope in some things and not give up hope. Amen, amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you right now. We praise you and we worship you. We ask that you restore hope in the name of Jesus. Those things that are coming from the gates of hell, we just bind in the name of God and we just curse them and we do not allow them to affect us in any way. We pray and loose the spirit of peace on us. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Let it be done in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Lord, renew us with, with hope. Don't ever let us downplay hope. That I hope this will happen, looking at it as it's a 50-50 gambling shot. God, let us know that there is hope. We're going to follow your steps, and we'll make plans. But God, you order our steps. So even though, Lord, we know that, Father, it may, it may not happen, the way we hope it will, we have hope in you and know that you will work it out the way it should and that you will help us and you will turn it around for our good. So we can still have hope. Even if we don't get what we wanted, God, you'll give us what we need. We thank you for that, God. And we give you glory and honor and praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Is there anybody here at all 